What's up, Ego Hackers? It's Chase with csjoseph.life doing another episode for season 21. This is episode 13 for season 21. How to social engineer INFJs, AKA the suckers. Just kidding. Uh, but uh, I mean, like everyone's a sucker. I mean, just so you folks like haven't realized every single type is vulnerable. Every type is social engineerable. So maybe it would behoove us to actually learn about how to social engineer other types so that we can protect ourselves from social engineering. Oh, but no, Chase, I mean, like, you're obviously an evil person because you're teaching people how to manipulate. And like, why do we even pay attention to you whatsoever? Because you're just obviously an evil person. Like, no, I'm actually a very neutral person, except that it's important to me that I teach ego hacking techniques to people so that when you are being ego hacked, you know how to defend yourself while simultaneously uh, you can utilize these skills also to survive within your own life. Because I'm sorry, folks, but there's no such thing as good and evil. Quite frankly, it's all about like what a man can do and what a man can't do. I mean, have you not watched Pirates of the Caribbean? Seriously, pay attention to what Jack Sparrow says. You know, an ENTP like me, right? It's really important that you do this because you just you can't see life from this whole point of view of good and evil. You just can't. Like, you seriously need to stop seeing life like that. Life is not about what is good or bad. Life is not about what is true or false. Life is about what is wise and what is not. So how about we focus on being wise? And wise would basically indicate that we need to have full mastery over the good and evil in order for us to survive or thrive as human beings, right? We have to be aware of all of these things. And social engineering, manipulation, etc., ego hacking, this is what this community needs to understand in order to move forward as adults. Even as children, this is useful too. So why would you decide to put your head in the sand and not listen to good advice? Like, why would you do that, right? So anyway, welcome to season uh, 21, episode 13, how to social engineer INFJs. INFJs are a very special type. Uh, oftentimes you have the people out there uh, like Frank James and uh, other uh, MBTI YouTubers who kind of maintain that INFJs are kind of these special unicorns of the world. And, um, and even though like I vehemently maintain that uh, there's a lot of inaccuracies there for more than just one reason, if you know what I mean. But the point is, it's like INFJs are are not really that special, yet they are at the same time. Uh, they're, they're known as the tip of the spear. What is the tip of the spear? As the rarest type, they're also, quite frankly, the most important type, the most useful of all the types. Without this type, the world is not going to change. We have to have INFJs. INFJs throughout history are absolutely pivotal to the race, our race's growth. You have Gandhi, you have Jesus Christ, you have Naruto in, Naruto, uh, even though that's like fiction. But the point is, INFJs are absolutely insanely important uh, to our survival as a race because they really are that trailblazer that brings ourselves much closer uh, to a better world, basically. And uh, they do this by having that core in our personal philosophy that they execute and they bring to our race as a whole sometimes to the point where they end up having to sacrifice themselves in order to realize that dream for our sakes, right? And they take what has been started by the starter and then they finish that vision as the finisher, right? For the sake of our race and its continued uh, 
social, economic, or mental, uh, uh, even with our hearts, our minds, our, our capability to love our fellow man, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. That came from an INFJ, right? For example, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. You know, the greatest commandment, that came from an INFJ, right? So all of these concepts are very central to INFJs. The problem is, is that INFJs, when they aren't like living their purpose, they're basically completely, absolutely 100% worthless human beings. They are the most worthless of all the types. The most worthless human being you can imagine is an INFJ unless they're living their purpose, then they are the most useful human being, as you can imagine. Because again, from a virtue and vice standpoint, if they're living in their virtue of integrity, then they will not have the worthlessness that comes with their corruption, right? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I think it's season seven, uh, Virtue and Vice. Uh, watch the INFJ episode. It's very powerful and very pivotal. Uh, very, very, very important. Also, furthermore, speaking about INFJs, I'm about to do the INFJ Golden Pair. It's going to be season 14, episode 8, uh, which is uh, these, the 8th uh, the Golden Pair, which is ENFP and INFJ. talks about the romantic compatibility, uh, the highest possible compatibility romantically uh, between those two types uh, specifically. And if you're an INFJ and you're watching this, you really need to get into that. And to get into that, all you have to do is like go to patreon.com forward slash CS Joseph, sign up as a gold tier member and you'll have access to eight now released eight private lectures. Wow, I'm getting texted again. Oh, I should probably like turn off my phone during lectures. You know what I'm saying? But again, if you get that gold tier member, you have eight previous romantic compatibility lectures, and we're going to be adding on to those lectures every month, one to two lectures a month. It's usually two, uh, but just understand that that's the next one that's coming out. As an INFJ, I highly recommend you figure that out because maybe you might actually be able to get some necessary assistance from relationships. And guess what, folks? That's what we are going to be talking about today with how to social engineer INFJs because INFJs are social engineered through many ways, but one of the main ways are social engineered, one of the main ways they're manipulated is through their relationships. And we're going to be talking about that today. Very, very, very important uh, to, to do so. Uh, I think it's uh, the most useful subject for INFJs. And it's probably what each INFJ uh, is trying to do, you know, when they when they come to this channel and try to understand who they are specifically, and understand how they tick, and understand some of their strengths and weaknesses. And obviously, the number one weakness of INFJs out there is their relationships, right? So we're going to be discussing relationships in this specific episode. Now, this is not going to be like the golden pair, but this is more of like how things can kind of go wrong for INFJs and how they are manipulated in this way to become corrupt human beings that cause harm to their fellow man, right? So it's something that we have to be aware of. So, but before we begin, let's talk about the INFJ archetype. So their interaction style is direct, responding, and movement. Direct means they choose their role in the conversation, they mean what they say, they say what they mean, they're very direct. Sometimes they can be really sharp with their directness. They take charge when they need to because they're ESTP subconscious. They, they're supposed to be generating a wolf pack because they're supposed to be strengthening other human beings and preferably the more people that they strengthen, the better to get people up on their feet and walking upright and to develop importance, develop importance and develop strength and they're their fellow man, especially uh, people of their own gender would be preferable, uh, etc. It's kind of more efficient that way. When it gets outside of the uh, outside of their gender, the sexual agenda comes into place and that can actually lead to corruption. 
and that can also spoil or dampen their relationships, especially relationships with their significant others uh, that could really inhibit their growth as human beings. You know, when we're talking about the most worthless and yet the most useful type on the planet, you know, this is very important for them, right? We're also talking about the rarest. According to traditional statistics, they make up 0.5% of the population of the planet, which is one out of every 200 people is an INFJ. They're super mega rare. Most people don't know how to handle them because of how rare they are. And this really inhibits their growth in terms of education, in terms of, um, um, uh, you know, just, just participating in this SJ, SJ society of the United States of America or the West as we know it, because the UK is also an SJ society. Which, by the way, if you're an INFJ and you're watching this, uh, there is a specific uh, movie that I give to INFJs to watch that basically it explains their life story. And that literally, that movie is Good Will Hunting uh, with uh, Matt Damon and Robin Williams. Matt Damon plays an estranged INFJ. Uh, and uh, he's like getting with this ESTJ woman who may be like an INFP, but for some reason the writers kind of screw that up a little bit. But the Robin Williams character is an INFP who takes that role as mentor for the INFJ, known as, uh, known as Matt Damon's character, Will Hunting. Very, very important. It's all about, um, you know, and, and he's a genius. And guess what? Most INFJs can be very genius with their TI child. Uh, this is very normal, especially if it's overactive TI child as a result of trauma in their life and not and underdeveloping their parent function, their TI child can actually become very brilliant. It can become over, overactive. And this leads the INFJ down a path of being self-taught instead of actually accepting education, even though for some reason INFJ is like way overvalue credentials. It's so pathetic and annoying. And I just, I just, I just want to slap them because I'm so triggered by INFJs putting so much value in what the doctor says. Oh my gosh, like really? How about you guys like think for yourselves for once? Like seriously, go think for yourself. Go verify your beliefs because for some reason, INFJs have this problem because hashtag TE trickster, right? TE trickster, you INFJs have this problem where you can just believe about anything. And it's safer for you to believe the people with the credentials because they're important because INFJs overvalue importance. And you know, guess what? The INFJs who overvalue importance, guess what? Those are the INFJs who are more towards the corruption instead of the integrity because they're supposed to be the most integral of all of us. And yet they fail consistently. Stop doing that, INFJs. You have the capability of being the most integral out of all of the human race. So why don't you start living your purpose? Like seriously, wake up. Because if you don't, there's going to be people like these people who are going to social engineer you and take advantage of you and you will be completely at their whim and you will have no freedom, you will have no choice and you will not be okay. I guarantee it. You have to be careful. With great power comes great responsibility, Spider-Man. And you have to understand that INFJs, you are the tip of the spear for our race. You are the reason why our race moves forward. All of the types is basically a pyramid. You have SJs, then you have SPs, then you have intellectuals, and you have ideals, but at the very, 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 very tip, you have the INFJ. The INFJ is ultimately the leader of our race. 
Why are you not leading? Why are you worthless working a dead-end job? Why are you addicted to video games? Why are you creating your little wolf pack on World of Warcraft instead of actually having face-to-face -face relationships with people, strengthening yourself, you know, like at the gym, and helping other people reach high levels of fitness and health, for example, health and wellness, or assisting them from a, a psychological standpoint with their minds, etc. Or why are you not doing this? Why are you not being the ultimate computer programmers, leveraging that TI child with absolute full mastery of logic and developing amazing applications that help other people? Why? Why are you being worthless? Stop it. It's really annoying. And when this happens, you will get no sympathy. You will get no pity. You will get no empathy from me when someone like this comes in your life and social engineers you and you end up in the ditch because of it. Because guess what? You deserve it. You deserve it. If you weren't so worthless, you might not be in the ditch. Oh, but why are you worthless? Well, don't forget. It's the FI critic. FI critic causes the INFJ to undervalue themselves because they hold themselves to this impossibly high moral standard that they themselves can't keep and they force it on other people and those people can't keep and they are the biggest hypocrites in the whole world and guess what? The INFJ knows it. They are so hypocritical. It is unbelievable. Of course, all types are hypocritical anyway, so like what's the point? But why am I, why Mr. C.S. Joseph, are you like totally bagging on the INFJ today? Well, because folks, INFJs need to hear the truth because they tell the truth to everyone else. They burn everyone else's lies away, but who is going to burn their lies away? Who watches the watcher? You know what I'm saying? Who watches the watcher? Well, guess what folks? That's me. I'm the ENTP. And do you know what the ENTP exists? Why the ENTP exists for the INFJ is because according to Socionics, this is one of the few things about socionics that's actually accurate. The relationship between ENTP, that's me, and INFJ, potentially you in the audience, is I am the pedagogue. I exist to teach and mentor INFJs. And as much as INFJs exist to teach and mentor me, I'll admit it. But the point is, I am fulfilling my sacred duty to the INFJ archetype right now by being critical of the, of the INFJ because guess what, INFJs, so few people are willing to argue with you and to tell you to your face your flaws. Of course, you know, you walk around aware of your flaws, right, with your FI critic, right? 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 Well, if that was the case, you probably wouldn't be watching me right now. The interaction styles, direct responding movement, their temperament is, uh, they're affiliative. INFJs are focusing on doing the right thing, much to my chagrin, because I wish they'd be like more okay with doing what works. Oh wait, they do when they have their ESTP subconscious developed because it is pragmatic. It's very independent. It likes having its choices. It uses its SE hero to develop strength in other people. It uses its TI logic to wield the truth, the truth for healing through their FE ethics. And they know what they want and are able to make quick decisions based on what they want. And they're able to break through barriers, break through boundaries and lead us, lead our race to a better tomorrow, potentially to utopia if that can exist. The only way utopia would actually ever be able to exist is because of the INFJ type. You ever hear the concept of the kingdom of God? Hmm, Jesus talked about that. And I think in Luke chapter 17, he said the kingdom of God is in man. Not one man, nor a group of man, but in all men. The kingdom of God is in your midst, right? And that's because 
the INFJ, if, our, if the human race is ever to reach utopia, the INFJ is the archetype that will lead us to it. Such is the responsibility of all you INFJs out there. You are supposed to be living your purpose because without living your purpose, where would we be as a race? We would be lost to be treated like chaff thrown away into the fire, like trash, because the INFJ makes sure that we are not trash because they strengthen us and they make us better. That's the whole point of the INFJ. INFJs, if you're watching this and you are not improving your fellow human beings, if you're not improving your fellow man, you are not living out your purpose and you very may well be worthless, don't do that. You need to make sure that you are supporting your fellow man. It is your birthright and it is your responsibility. Live out your responsibility. Be affiliative. Do the right thing. Recognize that improving your fellow man is doing the right thing. You're also very abstract. The INFJ is very abstract. All about the what if, constantly all about the what if, which is fantastic. It's open to possibilities and seeing the possible true path for our race to move forward and able to go at it in the direction that it needs to and trailblaze a trail so that mankind can follow behind the INFJ. Amazing. I mean, that's basically what Jesus Christ did. You know, pretty dope. It's basically what Gandhi did. Pretty dope. You know, not what some of other religious leaders who are like ENFPs, not what they did. Hmm. Interesting how that works. They're also um, so they're um, they're also very interest based. Uh, INFJs are very aware of what they're getting out of something, and they're very aware about what other people are getting out of something. And because they're so interest based, they're like, "Hey, what's your angle?" Constantly having that attitude. Not a bad thing. That uh, and it also can come from extrovert intuition nemesis, where they're very worried about the intentions that other people have. Right? That can be an issue. So remember, INFJs. Uh, it's not a bad thing that you question other people's intentions. You just have to make sure that you're not jumping to the wrong conclusions. Always verify. Trust what people say, but verify it just in case. That way, you know, you're not disrespecting them, but at the same time, things are being verified, which is very, very important because the more, the closer you are to the truth, INFJs, the more useful you're going to be. You want to stop feeling worthless. You want to stop being worthless. You want to be the most useful tool in the tool shed. You want to be the most useful person that walks the earth. You want to be someone who's potentially immune to social engineering. Guess what? All you have to do is walk and live in truth. It is written, a righteous man will fall seven times, but he will rise again. A wicked man will stumble and he will stumble in his folly and he will not get up. So you see what I'm saying? Everyone falls. All of man falls. We fall over. We have bad days. We all end up in the ditch at one point in time. But it's the righteous man who has the strength to get up and keep on going. I don't know how many times I have heard INFJs giving up, committing suicide. Like, you know, Kurt Cobain, for example. Like, you don't know how many times I've heard that over and over and over because that feeling of worthlessness, that feeling of lack of usefulness, uh, it just, it consumes them. That FI critic absolutely consumes them from the inside. And then it's like, nobody wants me and I'm not valuable enough and people think I'm terrible and I'm just going to self-destruct because no one cares. And because no one cares, I'm going to light myself on fire and I'm going to stand on the ridge lit on fire, hoping that someone out there will see the fires and put me out and save me from myself. And then at the end of it all, they're nothing but a pile of ash because no one really cares. Wow. 
That's useful, INFJs. Thank you. How about you stop imploding and you start producing? See, that's the thing. There, you know, I talk about the king archetype in terms of king, warrior, magician, lover, according to Jungian psychology. And the archetype of king is where a man needs to produce and be generative. This type, this archetype, more out of any other type, needs to be producing and to be generative, focused on improving its fellow man. INFJs, it is your responsibility to do this. You must be improving your fellow man or else our tomorrow is doomed. This world is doomed unless you're doing your great work your magnum opus, which is to improve your fellow man in some capacity. And INFJ, that the type of INFJ that you should be, folks, INFJs watching this, watch Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. Watch his greatest speech. He talks about millennials. That is an INFJ who is living his purpose. That is an example of an INFJ living his purpose. Do not succumb to the corruption. Do not succumb to the feelings of worthlessness. You are the most valuable of us all but you don't feel it. Stop making decisions based on how you feel. It's not useful. It's not helpful because you will always feel less. You will always feel worthless. You will always feel bad about yourself. You will always undervalue yourself. You will always feel that you're not worthy. You will always feel that you're not good enough and you will not apply to jobs and let good opportunities pass by because it's like, I don't deserve it. Wow, no wonder people tell me and I see how worthless you people can get because I have to feel good about myself. I have to believe in myself. No, that's a lie. INFJs, that is a lie. You do not have to believe in yourself. It is not about believing in yourself. It is about what is true. You need to get into your child. You need to understand what is true. Live in truth. Do not live in your feelings. It's like that one guy who did a motivational speech. He's like, y'all on your feelings. You're all on your feelings. You know, you get up. You know, no one wants to go to work. No one feels like getting up in the morning. Stop being all on your feelings. Stop being worthless. Rise up, INFJs. Become who you are, because if you don't, you're gonna get what you deserve. Because if you allow your critic to consume you, you're gonna get what you deserve, and then you're gonna be manipulated. You're gonna be manipulated by this person, this ENFP, or the emulated ENFP, and he's going to destroy you. And because he's destroyed you, the world will go down with you if you're not careful. Every time I hear about an INFJ committing suicide, it's like one more second closer to that doomsday clock of midnight. Do not give in. Recognize your importance to our race. Without you, we have no future. This is a fact. This is something that my own son is going to have to contend with because he is an INFJ as well. Something he will have to contend with. He's a really good kid and I'm very proud of him. Um, sometimes, sometimes I feel like, you know, even I'm unworthy to be his father, but I've been chosen to be his father and I will be his father. I will be his daddy and I will raise him up into the man that he is to become. I am proud of him because he's been through so many challenges, but his NI hero continues to break through those barriers and barriers and barriers. This is a child where, you know, children, little boys get febrile seizures, right? And, you know, most of them get one or two per, uh, per uh, uh, fever, right? This is a child who had like 24 
in one fever, where he would have a seizure every 20 minutes, for example, and yet he still pulled through. He still survived. He never bit his tongue. He kept on moving forward. And even though everything is stacked against him, that by sheer force of will through that NI hero, my son still makes it through every single day, trying to fight the worthlessness and become the most useful person on the planet. Such is his life and his struggle. And this is your struggle, INFJs. This is who you are supposed to be. You are supposed to be these people. Because if not, well, the harbinger of doom is coming. The emulated ENFP who will manipulate you, much to the detriment of everyone around you. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the emulated ENFP. What does the emulated ENFP come as? It comes in a lot of forms. They look real good, nice, prim and proper, slick. Maybe a little slimy, but not that the INFJ would be able to tell because they look official. They got that nice little suit going on, got that smile going on, you know what I'm saying? It's all about perception. And they have great perception so that the INFJ can't help but perceive that this person is a person of importance. And then they're like, oh, my FI critic, I wish I was import as important as that person. I wish I was as useful as that person. Little do they know that ENFP or that emulated ENFP just looks like they're important, just looks like they're good, right? Oh, and little do they know that that ENFP is literally the path to the grave for them. Read about the harlot in the book of Proverbs and how hanging out with her is the path to the grave. Hmm, it's no different here with the emulated ENFP. Hmm, hmm, it's kind of similar behavior. Hmm, hmm. Yeah, interesting. Something to be aware of, folks, something to be aware of. A damsel in distress, for example. The damsel in distress. Or wait a minute. You know, Delilah. This is what this archetype is. The emulated ENFP, the ENFP, the social engineers, the INFJ. They are Delilah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting that Delilah, the ENFP, would take down the ESTP Samson. Or unless he was an INFJ. I can't really tell. He's one of the two. Definitely STP uh, 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 NFJ Quadra. But either an ESTP or an INFJ. Not sure. Probably an ESTP more likely. And Delilah absolutely destroyed him using the same social engineering techniques that we're going to be talking about right now for taking down an INFJ. Be very careful. Be very aware. So remember, what is the tactics that you utilize to social engineer another human being? Remember, it's all about functions. And you want to emulate functions such that you have functions that match completely with the hero function. So if an INFJ has NI hero, so the function that's best dealt for social engineering NI hero is NE hero. Then they have FE parent, so you want FI parent to go with FE parent. They have TI child, so you want TE child to go with it. They have SE inferior, so you want SI inferior to go with it, and so on and so forth. Just recognize also, Hero functions and child functions are optimistic. And then you have parent functions and inferior functions, which are pessimistic. This is very important. Pessimistic functions are the functions that will reveal you. They will reveal the, uh, the duplicity, the facade, the social engineering. The risk is, is that you have a pessimistic function get to the point where they either realize they're being social engineered or they're unconvincible. And then as a result, they are immune to social engineering as a result of being basically caught by their pessimistic functions. So the object of the game is to not have to deal with the pessimistic functions. So how do you go about doing that? Where is my red pen? Well, don't know where it is, so pink. 
Look at it this way also. Don't forget that these functions are on an axis. These functions are an axis as well. And because these functions are an axis, the hero function and the inferior function, they, always, they turn on an axis to each other. And one is optimistic, one is pessimistic. And the parent and child function, they turn on an axis and one is pessimistic and one is optimistic. What that means is, and they have this symbiotic relationship. This is talked about, uh, this, these are cognitive axes. And remember, op and, um, and by the way, as a supplement to uh, uh, this social engineering series, you might want to watch season five, which talks about cognitive synchronicity, because cognitive synchronicity is kind of the foundation that you need to understand social engineering and manipulation. Without understanding cognitive synchronicity, this is a problem, right? I mean, everyone has to understand. I mean, you, INFJ, is the most useful of all the types, the most important of all the types, let's be honest. Uh, without you, our race is doomed, and uh, you might want to figure this out so that you can make sure that our race is not doomed because it is your responsibility. Like seriously, it is your responsibility. Like, you just have to. And in order for you to be that useful, I mean, come on. I mean, Jesus literally rose people from the dead. That's pretty useful, don't you think? Um, so anyway, um, understand that like, because they're on an axis and they have the symbiotic relationship, what affects one affects the other. So uh, if something hits the SI inferior, it's gonna affect the uh, any hero. If something's going to hit the TE child, it's going to affect the FI parent. So knowing this from a social engineering standpoint, you want to get the optimistic functions on your side. If you get the optimistic function on your side, then by default you have the pessimistic functions on your side. However, if something bad happens to the, the pessimistic functions, then something bad's going to happen to the optim optimistic functions, and then you're, complete you're completely screwed. Social engineering attack has completely failed. And then you have like, then there's no way. This is a serious, serious problem, especially for INFJs. So be aware of that. How to deal with this. So they emulated ENFP because they have highest compatibility with the INFJ. They have a specific strategy. They have a specific strategy in terms of how to do this. So what they do is they look all official. They're emulated to each child. You know, they got a really nice suit. They look dressed really good, nice tie, you know, slick hair. And they literally, their nickname is literally slick. You know, it's like, ooh, I'm like a dope salesman right now. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to sell this INFJ on something, right? They're all about that, you know? And it's all about having the perception. Because remember, to the ENFP, it doesn't matter if they are good at something. As long as they look like they're good at something, that's all that really matters because perception is everything. Truth doesn't mean anything to them. Whereas the INFJ is trying to be actually good at something, actually useful, actually capable. That's what the INFJ does. And guess what, folks? INFJs can become actually capable such that they are absolutely amazing and ultimately can become the most useful of all the types because of their ability to master any skill in as much as an INTJ can and have absolute mastery because that mastery is based on truth. It's not based on perception. It's not based on perception. Because remember, according to the ENFPs, in the absence of communication or explanation, perception becomes reality. Perception is everything to the ENFP. I don't have to be good. I don't have to be capable. But as long as I look like it, and as long as people think I am, that's all I need. This is why people, ENFPs like Ty Lopez, 
can go rent uh, big time mansions and say, hey, look at me, I'm a really big rich person, you can be like me if you do this, and then a whole bunch of people buy that, and he's selling them on this thing, when in reality the situation is, he didn't actually own that mansion, he just rented it, and he rented all those flashy cars, and he was exposed about it, and that's how he made it big. It was all based on perception, it was all based on a lie, and he was literally social engineering people. That's how he did it, folks. This is how ENFPs do it. And INFJs are extremely weak to this. Extremely weak to those get-rich-quick streams, uh, 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 schemes. Extremely weak to like the pyramid schemes even. You know, ENFP land, right? INFJs get sucked into this because their ENFP shadow is weak to those tactics and weak to those corruptions. Because that ENFP shadow also is like, well, maybe I don't have to be as capable. Maybe if I just look like I'm capable, I'll be able to get by. And those INFJs can become corrupted. And then they lack in integrity. And their integrity just gets sucked out of them but through, their TE, through, through their TE trickster. Because they can get to a point where their beliefs, they're making decisions based on their beliefs and their opinions instead of making decisions based on their truth, based on the actual truth. Because T.I. Child, no one has mastery of truth more so than T.I. Child because that T.I. Child is divine. It literally has the power of the heavens in it because it is divine. And their T.I. Child is like a double-edged sword. It's a divine sword of truth. And that sword is what they could wield. And they will always be successful as long as they walk in truth. And because they're walking in truth, they are a righteous man. And because they're a righteous man, though they will fall seven times, they will always rise again regardless of when they fall. But no... We're just gonna be lazy. I don't actually have to be capable. I'm just gonna make it look like I'm capable because that's obviously what I'm learning from this ENFP, you know, is learning to look capable and I'll just be fine. You know, it's just like that guy, the prodigal son. Gosh, I'm just throwing out tons of biblical uh, references tonight. The prodigal son, you know, hey, it's all about smart work, right? All about that smart work, you know? It's just like, okay, really? I'm here about smart work instead of, uh, you know, working hard. That's wrong. INFJs, listen to me. It's not about smart work. Don't listen to that ENFP psychobabble. Like seriously, focus on actually working hard. Then you will become capable. And then you will not be worthless anymore. And then you can walk in confidence, walk in truth, and know for a fact that you're actually good at what you do because you see the results of your labor for yourself. And you always have something to show for it. This is who you are. This is who you're supposed to be. Do not succumb to the laziness that the ENFP is trying to sell you. Hmm. Can't not lecture at the Elder Wand. I am like so addicted. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, based on that, INFJs, you know, because of FI Critic, they are, they're needy. They are so... I'm sorry, but INFJs typically, they are so emotionally unstable. They are the most emotionally unstable of all the types, which leaves them open to attack. Most people think that INFJs are not very social engineerable because of their extrovert intuition nemesis. And let me tell you something, that's crap. That's not real. That's not real, folks. They are very susceptible to social engineering, extremely susceptible, extremely weak on it because people just have to play on their corruption and get them to abandon their integrity. That's the problem. You wanna know why INFJs don't start? Why INFJs don't start anything? Because they're like so worried that they don't deserve to be successful because fear of success, 
fear of success dominates the INFJ, so they don't even start things like entrepreneurial things because they're like, I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not good enough to be successful in this business, so I'm not even going to start. Wow. Oh wait, that's fear of failure, right? Oh, and fear of success. It happens to both of them because they have that performance anxiety. SE inferior performance anxiety because they're so afraid that they're not going to perform well enough for their customer while simultaneously they do not feel worthy. That gets an endless loop and it just becomes this insane hurricane of I'm not good enough and I'm not capable enough and therefore I shouldn't start a business and therefore I'm just going to be working a worthless nine to five for the rest of my life. Or when they try, or they don't even bother applying for a promotion because they're like, I don't have the skills. And then somehow the INFJ is like, if only, if only I had a college education, if only I went to school and, and got a degree, you know, if only I had a brain. Yeah, the scarecrow folks, you ever hear about the scarecrow? You know, the scarecrow from Wizard of Oz, he's a freaking INFJ. He does, he's brilliant, he's very smart, he thinks his way out of everything, but he's gotta have that straw man, that straw man diploma from the wizard, and you know, that diploma, now I have the symbol of intelligence, so that means I can actually be intelligent. Yeah, that's really effective, folks. Thank you, INFJs, for being the scarecrow. How about you just burn your straw man and be like Will Hunting and actually self-teach yourself everything instead of actually going into higher education? Yes, that's right, folks. I'm begging on higher education. Do you think I give a damn about my $100,000 degree piece of paper? Do you think I give a damn about my education? Hell no, I don't. Do you think I learned any of this in school? I didn't, INFJs. This was all self-taught. And I had the opportunity to study under two mentors who also helped along the way. But it had nothing to do with schooling. Don't you tell me that there's any value in credentials, that there's any value in what you can learn in a school, a degree. Are you out of your mind? It's nothing more than a checkbox on a resume. Get it through your heads, INFJs. You are better off being self-taught every single time. Don't believe me? Read the book, Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk, an ENFP, someone who actually wants to help you and not, and keep your integrity instead of having you wallow in the misery of your, you know, <laughs> corruption. In chapter nine of his book, Crush It, and I quote, care, end quote. That's literally his entire chapter nine. You might want to read that. Because if you care and you're walking in truth, INFJs, you're unstoppable and you are and you will become the most useful of all the types instead of being the most worthless of them all. And we'll give you the opportunity to move our race forward, potentially to save humanity, who knows? Maybe even bring about utopia, maybe even bring about the kingdom of God, who knows? That's within your power. But you have to rise, rise above yourself because INFJs, you are your worst own worst enemy. You're your own worst enemy. And because of that, you're so needy. Oh my gosh, INFJs are like the neediest of all the types. It's so frustrating how needy you people are all the time. You're so emotionally draining sometimes too. Stop, stop. Like seriously, like I don't value myself enough and I'm not good enough, I'm not capable enough. And, and you just tell yourselves these lies. What happened to walking in truth? Why don't you know the truth that you're actually good about something, that you're actually capable of something? Why don't you recognize the truth? But I need people to value what I do in order for me to see the truth of it. People have to value me. People have to give me recognition. I'm so starved for recognition. 
Okay, yeah, I get that you're star for recognition, all FE users are, but see, at the end of the day, INFJs, you have to end up to a, at a place where you need to stop being interdependent because your INFJ ego is affiliative and your ENFP shadow is affiliative and you're all about interdependence and working on teams and being around other people, oh yeah, when in reality the situation is, you need to be more like your ESTP, which is pragmatic and independent capable in of its own right. And it has nothing to do with the opinions or the feelings or the value systems of other people. It has nothing to do with that. You need to be your own person. Stop being codependent. INFJs, I admonish you and encourage you and implore you, read the book Codependent No More by Melody Beattie. Be one of the greatest things you've ever done for yourself in your whole life. Stop being codependent. Stop having unhealthy approval seeking behavior. It's so terrible. Stop doing this to yourselves. It's not okay. Recognize you're useful. Recognize that you walk in truth. Recognize that you're truly skilled. For example, I have an INFJ, um, technically two INFJs who work for me right now, they're fantastic individuals. They're brilliant, amazing people. One of them is an amazing computer programmer. I am consistently stunned by her capabilities on a regular basis. It's unbelievable. And I'm very thankful that she's on the team. And, you know, and her predecessor, also very thankful for him with this insane information technology mastery, super mega useful. And even though deep down inside, they feel worthless. They feel useless. I'm here to tell you folks, they're the most useful. They're the most necessary. They are amazing at operations. You want a good operations manager? Get yourself an INFJ because INFJs, when they join the organization, do you know what they do? They see all the flaws. They see all the flaws of the organization or the business and then they extend themselves out. Pop. And they're literally being like, oh, I see that flaw. I gotta fill this hole. Oh, there's another crack. Gotta fill that crack. Oh, there's a crack up there. Tongue comes out, fills that crack. You know what I'm saying? And they're filling all the cracks. That's why they're amazing at operations because they make sure that the flow of energy is happening within the organization while simultaneously taking care of the people because they recognize without the success of the people, the team will not go anywhere. I even had one of those INFJs recently remind me of the importance of the people. Sometimes ENTPs, we lose our way. Thank God for the pedagogue relationship with the INFJ to help us get us back on track. Let me tell you folks, I wouldn't even be here without INFJs. You wouldn't be here learning this. You INFJs watching this wouldn't even be here listening to me criticize you about these things without the fact that an INFJ took, me, took, took his time to pull me out of the ditch when I needed it the most and help me and burn me. He burned me alive with the fire of his NI hero and TI child, the sword of truth, the fiery sword of truth. And it's double-edged. You know why it's double-edged? Because it cuts him too and as much as it cuts me. That's how truth works, folks, because truth exposes hypocrisy. Because if you have integrity, you're not a hypocrite. That's the point, folks. If you're a worthless INFJ, it's because you're a hypocrite. Stop being a hypocrite. Hashtag get the losers out of your life. Because if you don't, you're going to keep mirroring them. And that's because you guys are needy. You're so needy, you're so emotionally needy that you'll even hang out with the dregs of society and mirror them because you're getting some emotional support for them. INFJs consistently have this problem where they surround themselves with the weak 
and because of that, they stay weak themselves. They cannot allow themselves to have humility, have the humility that they need to be around stronger people. And it's because of this neediness, the ENFP social engineer can come in and take advantage. How? Well, let's talk about that. So the ENFP with extrovert intuition hero comes in and it's like, hey, you know, you can do whatever you want, man. You have choices. I see you going places, you know, and because you can do whatever you want, you know, it's all up to you, you know. I feel like, I feel good about you thinking these things and you could think this, you could have this and they're selling them on this get rich quick scheme, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and it's worked for me, don't worry. That's why I wouldn't be here wearing this nice, you know, designer suit, you know, got my hair done. You see that Lamborghini outside, man? You know, and this is like literally Ty Lopez talking to this INFJ. Hey, you know, you might want to buy my Bitcoin investing, you know, my Bitcoin investing program. It'll give you everything you need to know, man. It'll give you everything you need to know. And like, the poor INFJ has no idea that he's probably rented the suit and he rented the car and he probably even rented the hair gel. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he's sick, but he's slick. He's selling something. And little does, you know, Mr. Ty Lopez, the ENFP, actually understand that, you know, INFJs have TE trickster, and it doesn't matter what kind of program you sell the INFJ, they are not going to be successful in investing because they lack TE entirely. But for some reason, when he's given that sales pitch, it resonates with INFJs more than anyone else. And they're the first people, they're that Philip J. Fry who is like, shut up and take my money. That's the first, they're, they're the first people that line up when the ENFP speaks. Wow, stop folks, stop. But they look so official. They look so good. They sew that story, so nice. My goodness, like, don't even do that. Goes even further than that. So remember folks, the object of the game is, is that if you go in with the pessimistic function, the hero function uh, is good or vice versa. If you go in on the, on the, uh, on the uh, parent function, the child, you've won the child function. So to get into an INFJ, all you have to do, all you have to do is be like, hey, you make me really comfortable. You know, I, I've had a really good experience, you know, with you. We got rapport, right? Uh, you did this thing for me. It was so helpful. Given that SE inferior, be like, hey, you know, I was really useful there. And then, and then like literally ENFP literally has to just label them with each child. You're a very useful person. You're a really smart guy. Oh gosh, INFJs get off on just being told how smart they are. They love it. They love it so much. Oh, this person, he feels so good about me because he feels and believes that I'm a smart person. Oh, it's about time someone is aware of that. Wow. You know, oh, and he's really loyal to me. He's been with me for such a long time or he says he's going to be loyal to me. I guess I could listen to him. Wow. And he says I can have choices. Wow. Okay, remember with NI Hero folks, you gotta be a little careful with NI Hero because if you have NI Hero, you are weak against the Xanatos Gambit. And guess what? This ENFP is going to deploy the Xanatos Gambit because NI Hero always has a choice. Here's the thing, the ENFP presents five choices to the INFJ. And it doesn't matter which choice the INFJ picks, that set of choices will lead to the next set of choices, which will lead to the next set of choices, and the next set of choices, till finally, after it's like the ENFP has been so patient with all these different sets of choices given the INFJ that the final set of choices ultimately benefits the ENFP. So the ENFP always gets what they want 
And the IFJ has been like, well, I've just had six different choices and I got to make the choice the entire time. And it's like, yeah, and you chose to go in the ditch. You chose to go into debt for this person. You chose to sign over your business to them. You chose, yeah, you chose, right? You chose the Xanatos Gambit. Ooh, it works against INFJs. Be careful, INFJs. Watch out for the Xanatos Gambit. Look it up, X-A-N-A-T-O-S. It is where, regardless of the game, when you're presented choices and you decide to play a game, especially with an ENFP, whatever choice you make, you may think it benefits you, but it ultimately benefits the opponent. And no matter what choice you make, they always win and you always lose. That is the Xanatos Gambit. And because you're so focused on the moment that you cannot see what's happening right in front of you. Be careful. This is how you get social engineered by an ENFP. ENFP is like, look at me, look at my credentials. You know, here's these, uh, here's these resources. Here's these, here's this data and statistics that prove that I'm right, even though they could be misleading bar graphs or misleading graphs or whatever. You know, those things that you learn about in first grade. I mean, I learned about them in first grade. Why aren't you learning about them? You know what I'm saying? And because of that, you know, that TI child is like, oh, look at all these statistics that I can think about. You know, and it's just a bunch of input to get to let that TI child process things. You know. And that ENFP is like, oh, I'm just gonna put the bug in your ear, you know, and I'm just gonna tell you these amazing things, and it's all good, man. As long as you, as long as you think that I'm a good person, that's good. As long as you think I'm good, it doesn't matter. You don't have to verify, because that TE child is putting in so much input in the TI child that TI child is thinking about what the ENFP wants them to think instead of actually verifying whether or not the ENFP is a real person, verifying if Ty Lopez actually did buy those mansions or if he actually did buy those cars. No, he rented them. But you know, it's not that the INFJ knows that when they're watching his video, determining whether or not they're going to make a purchase and buy that Bitcoin uh, investment uh, 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 training plan that he has that costs thousands of dollars, or at least did when it first came out. Yeah, that's effective. You know, and by the way, I'm not hampering on Tyloba's success either. I'm just saying like that's how far ENFPs can go. So be aware of that. It's social engineering. So anyway, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about scenarios. We know the INFJ weaknesses. They they have the tendency to believe anything. They have that feeling of worthlessness. Uh, they're, 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 they can assume the worst about other people's intentions. But sometimes that can be blinded as long as they're fo being focused on you know being given choices with the Xanatos Gambit. If they're being told that they're being given recognition with their parent, if they're being told that they're a smart person, their TI child, and given a lot of information that could potentially overwhelm the TI child with processing through things. And if, they're, and if the ENFP is demonstrating loyalty or at least faking loyalty to the INFJ and saying, oh, you're making me really comfortable and you know, you're someone I can be loyal with. I'll always be with you throughout the entire process. It's okay. You know, I'm gonna be on your team, right? As the inferior starts getting comfortable and then the INFJ just breaks down and they end up going with what the ENFP is suggesting because they are weak against the power of suggestion, ENFP suggestion, right? And as a social engineer, that's what you need to do. Emulate ENFP and be suggestive to those INFJs such that they start to begin to believe the lie. And then as a result of believing the lie or believing the perception, all of a sudden you get their money or you get whatever it is that you want from them, right? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about actual scenarios where this happens. Um, a friend of mine um, had a... Uh, had an ENFP girlfriend and uh, and he, he broke up with her and he was really sad for like the longest time about that because 
he had he he very much wanted her and i hear wanted her but she didn't really want him and then all of a sudden he became successful one day and he had a lot of money and then she tried to get back with him uh you know because that because like oh wow you know his status has increased i'm an enfp and i want to get status the status that he has and whatnot and then he fell into that trap and she completely social engineered him such that he she ended up taking all of his money away from him and he literally had nothing he even took his house from him like completely took his house. It was like absolute. It's like that that gold digger horror story that you that you find out. It's literally from this ENFP woman. Took everything he had, absolutely everything he had, all because he couldn't get over. Her. And you know she was f extremely overweight. She was she was a very ugly human being. She was very sleazy. And then all of a sudden, like, and he he just didn't value himself enough to have those personal standards or those personal boundaries to make sure that this. Uh, low-quality ENFP woman wouldn't be there to take it away and that's all she did she comes up to him and he's like hey you know you know you want to come over you know and uh, you know I, I feel really good about you I, I I'm, I've been thinking about you and I really regret all the things that I said and I feel bad about that I feel really bad about that and then Effie parents like oh I'm sorry you feel bad about that here I'm gonna make you more comfortable with my SE inferior and I'm gonna make you feel better and then she's like oh thank you for making me feel better and then gives him that that recognition because he's so emotionally needy and and, she, and he, she's so he's so starved for that for that affection of that that emotional neediness oh she's so sympathetic towards me oh she loves me you know and then like and she's like hey I'm really behind on my bills could you help me out oh sure I'll be that white knight for you and I'm gonna help you out and I'll help you pay your bills don't worry about that and then all of a sudden just keeps getting worse and worse and worse as the Xanatos Gambit moves forward. I'm going to give you choices and you're going to give me, and I'm going to give you choices, but each choice I give you benefits me. And then eventually I'm going to take everything away from you. Wow. Wow. It is written. Do not put up surety for another or your bed, your very bed and all of your clothes on your back will be taken away from you. And INFJs, specifically are those people that definitely put up surety for others. Putting up surety for others means it's like you're buying insurance or you're co-signing a loan for another person. And that's exactly what this woman did. Got him to co-sign a loan. She didn't make the payments. He was responsible for the payments, but she got to keep everything. And he was out cold, left with absolutely nothing. How, she, how did she do it? Hmm. Well, it goes even further than that. Look at it this way. Uh, an INFJ man also interested in an ENFP woman, for example. And uh, this ENFP woman was not even remotely interested in him at all. And then he became successful. And then she also has, and then also, and then she ended up being in a relationship with somebody else. And then, but then at the same time, she's like, you know, hey, constantly to, to the INFJ man who is successful and who, but, and who, and he even has a great relationship. Uh, he's got his business going, it's fantastic. Uh, he's very happy, um, but she's constantly messaging him, sending him photos of herself, videos of herself, uh, consistently doing this over and over and over again, even complaining about her boyfriend to him and everything. And it's just that subtle, perceptive TE child manipulation to the INFJ man, such that ultimately he ends up cheating on his relationship with a woman he actually loves to be with that girl that he's always wanted previously and come to find out the grass is not greener and that you know she was the harlot in the book of proverbs that uh warns that leads to the grave and little did he know right 
It's because it's like, hey, you know, you you want to you want to come over? You 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 want to be with me? You know, like, cause here's the thing. INFJs, they're really insecure with their performance anxiety. And like, all she has to be like, you know, I know that you're really good in the bedroom. I know that you're going to perform really well for me. Don't worry about it. I think it's impossible. I feel it is impossible for you to ever make me uncomfortable. And I will always be there for you. I will always, I will never abandon you because INFJs have that fear of abandonment, right? And and then and then if the uh, ENFP emulator is being like, you know, I'm always going to be loyal to you. I'm never going to abandon you. It takes that fear away and it makes that NI hero want the ENFP that much more. Yeah, I really want her. She's never going to abandon me. Look at it this way. You think that's screwed up? INFJs, men or women, are more attracted to even lower quality ENFPs within their, go within their golden pair or any other type for that matter. A lower quality person than a higher quality person because then they're like, oh, that person's going to become dependent upon me and they will never abandon me. And they're more insecure being with somebody who's more successful than they are themselves because they're afraid that that person will abandon them. And then as a result of that fear of that person abandoning them, then they don't even bother going all the way for that relationship. And then they end up self-sabotaging and spending more time such that they will put more effort in the lower quality person, maybe even cheat on the higher quality person for the lower quality person because of that insecurity that, oh, this higher quality person is just going to abandon me anyway. Wow, what a tragedy. I don't know how many INFJs I have coached in my life who have all done that. Literally cheating on a higher quality person with a lower quality person because they were afraid that the higher quality person would ultimately abandon them. Wow, oh wait. I've also been the victim of that myself. My INFJ ex-girlfriend did that to me. And she cheated on me with an addict who would commit suicide on a regular basis. But he had that FI hero, you know. Oh, I need a good person. And she's like, I'm going to save him. I'm going to heal him through sex. Gosh, I don't know how many times I've heard that from INFJs. Stop trying to heal people from sex. Stop becoming this super arrogant, cocky person who thinks that they're the master of all that. You have this God complex that you can heal people with sex, for example. You're, you're out of your mind. Stop having that complex. It's not healthy. I've coached many INFJs with that problem as well and been a victim of that myself. It's not appropriate. It's when that TFE parent is not developed and that overactive TI child ends up having that God complex. It's unbelievable. I'm so tired of it. Get some maturity. Get some sense of responsibility, INFJs. Develop your FE parent so your, your TI child is not overactive and then causing all this damage. It's really annoying. And it's hurtful. It destroys your life. A lot of us out there have been cheated on. That's why I was cheated on. I was that higher quality person in that relationship and she decided to be with a lower quality person because, well, she thought I was going to abandon her. And wait, I did abandon her because of the cheating. It's a self 
fulfilling prophecy, INFJs. Do you not understand that you bring it upon yourselves? You're literally imploding. It is your SI demon because you're so afraid someone is going to abandon you that you inadvertently cause them to abandon you and then you implode and then you light yourself on fire on the ridge hoping someone's going to save you and care enough about you as you watch yourself burning. As I watch you literally cut yourself in front of me. Yeah, I've had that experience before. I'll never forget that. To watch SI Demon literally cut themselves in front of me, trying to elicit response. So manipulative. Just makes my SE Demon want to burn all of reality to the ground. Them along with it. SE Inferior Insecurity. And then all of the ENFP has to do is be like, hey, you know, I'm loyal to you. And then the SE inferior is like, great. And then that translates right up to here and a hero wants them. It creates desire. It creates passion for that ENFP, that damsel in distress, for example. It goes further, you know. It's like, uh, you know, I need to give you recognition. I'm going to give you so much recognition. You know, you're such a good person. You do all these things for me. No one appreciates you. I'm very sympathetic towards you. I'm going to offer you sympathy consistently. And then that TI child starts to think about that. And it's like, wow, this person truly cares about me. This person truly values me. When in reality, it's all a lie. And the INFJ gets sucked in. And onto the path, the path to the grave, they start walking. Wow, what a waste. What a waste. Let me tell you something, INFJs. How do you fight against this? How do you get away from this? You need to have the four pillars of self-intimacy. We talk about this in season six. Go to the season six playlist on, uh, uh, here on the CSJ YouTube channel. Uh, very, very important. You, you need to learn how to be intimate with yourself and love yourself properly. And it's all about having... Uh, personal, um, you know, you have to make sure you're taking responsibility for meeting your own needs. Oh, but this is a really hard thing for INFJs to do. How come INFJs can't take responsibility for meeting their own needs? Well, it's because I don't deserve to meet my own needs. I'm not worthy enough to meet my own needs. They don't take care of themselves because they don't deserve it because they don't feel, they don't feel good enough. Wow. And then they have to have personal standards. Good luck getting an INFJ to have personal standards with that TE trickster. Good luck. Are they going to have personal standards? That TE trickster is at risk of literally believing anything. They could believe lies and their TI child is not going to verify them because they allow themselves to believe absolute lies. It's really frustrating, folks. I don't know how many times I've had INFJ friends completely betray me because of wrong information that they've been getting from sources that are not even credible and not even true, and they never took the time to verify or verify with me what other people have been saying about me, and then they automatically assume I'm manipulating them, or they assume I'm being a dick, or they assume that I'm trying to harm them when I actually care about them for real, but they assume that because they're willing to believe anything, and they don't take the time to trust what I say and verify it. They don't give me the benefit of the doubt. And they wonder why I don't have anything to do with them again. They wonder why. And then they have the audacity to accuse me of abandoning them when the reality of the situation is 
they forced me to abandon them because I no longer felt safe to be around them anymore because I couldn't trust them anymore and they didn't give me the benefit of the doubt. I don't know how many times that's happened to me. Wait a lot with INFJs in my life. See folks, I love INFJs. I love them to death. I love all of you INFJs so much. So, so much. I absolutely love you people. I need you people, especially to be my pedagogue and teach me and criticize me and make me into a better man. I need you people. But if you people are going to consistently do this to yourselves, I can't do anything about it. Do not, like, you don't want to be abandoned? Stop alienating people like me. Stop alienating us. We're not here to do this. We do actually care about you. Stop loyalty checking us, you know, where you push us away where you push us away and see if we'll come back to you? Are you kidding me? That's not how that works. Trust what we say, but verify it. Use your TI child. Stop believing anything. It's wrong. It's wrong. Do you, are you really gonna let your panties drop if someone comes by and is like, oh, I value you. Oh, I'm loyal to you. You know, oh, you know, you're really, really smart. You can have any choice. Like, are you really gonna do that? Are you really, where's your self-respect? Where's your personal standards? The second pillar of self-intimacy. Where's your personal standards? Do you not have standards because of a TE trickster? So it's one of the hardest things for INFJs in the world to actually learn to have personal standards, right? And then the third thing, having personal boundaries, also difficult for TE trickster. Creating rules because personal standards are those self-rules that you have for yourself so that you are not inhibiting yourself from meeting your own needs. Those are standards they have for yourself, but personal boundaries are the standards you put out outside of yourself so that other human beings do not inhibit you from meeting your own needs, INFJs. And why do you do those two, three things? So you can have the fourth pillar, which is personal goals, your actual dreams. You know, if you have a dream, INFJs, guess what? You really do deserve it. Because if God gave you a dream, it's yours. You need to live it. And if he gave it to you, that means you deserve it. Stop believing falsely otherwise and start living in truth. We need you to live in truth. If I could wipe the tears off of all of your faces right now, I would. I love you people. I see your potential. I see just how useful you are. I know your importance and you're more important than all of us. All of us combined because without you, we do not have a future, INFJs. We do not have a future. We need you. Do not allow yourself to become corrupted by these people. You need to surround yourself with people who are better than you, greater than you. Yes, have the weaklings around you so you can support them. Maybe make them as strong, maybe stronger than you one day and have them be part of your loyal wolf pack, your loyal ESTP subconscious wolf pack, your precious few. Absolutely do that. Have those people, but do not allow them to dominate your life. Do not allow them to get in the way of your relationship with your significant other. Do not allow that to get in the way or stifle your personal growth. Because if you let that happen, you will not go anywhere in your life and all of your relationships will be lost and you will become worthless and you'll be at the mercy of the harlot where everything you have will be taken away from you because it is written, he who has more will be given to, but he who has not everything, even that will be taken away from him. There's a reason why, folks. 
you can't just get by. And I don't know how many INFJs think it's okay to just get by. They are so corrupt when they do that. And it's all because they have losers in their lives. Get the losers out of your life. Because if you have a weakling around you, someone who is weak, they may not be a loser because they're willing to listen to you and they actually apply what you say. If someone in your life is weak and they are applying what you say, then keep them in your life because they are growing, they are progressing. But if they stop progressing or if they stop listening to you or are not listening to you, get them out of your life. They are a loser because those people will corrupt you. And the people that really should matter to you, you know, your significant other, your business partners, the people who support you on a regular basis, who are there for you all the time, those people, you'll end up spending more time on those losers than the people that actually matter. Yeah, and no wonder they abandon you. Stop doing that. Do not allow the losers of your life to corrupt you. Do not allow them to social engineer you. It is so easy for people to social engineer you and to take advantage of you. You're the strongest of us all, INFJs. You have ESTP subconscious, the potential to have the highest strength of all of us, INFJs. You have the capacity of going much further than any of us. But all of that will be taken away from you if you allow this person to social engineer you. All they have to do is just tell you how comfortable you make them and how useful they see you and how smart they see you and, and give you recognition for every little thing you do. And it's like, oh, thank you so much for everything you do. And they're constantly thanking you all the time, talking you up like that, you know, elevating your status. It's almost as if you're behaving like a groupie when you shouldn't be. They're like, or it's almost as if they are behaving, the ENFP is behaving like your groupie, basically. And then you just let it go to your head and then you get cocky, and then you get arrogant, and then you lose everything, and you alienate everyone around you with that overactive TI child, and you just alienated everyone, and you're alone, and you deserve to be alone, and you've been abandoned because you deserve to be abandoned, because you caused them to abandon you. You wanna know why no one's loyal to you? It's because you're not improving others, you're not helping them, and you're not cutting out the losers in your life when you should be. Not everybody can be saved understand that. Sometimes people don't want to be saved. Sometimes you have to cut them out of your life and door slam them and get them out of your life so that you can move on to the next person. This is what Jesus had to do with his disciples. How many of his disciples were scattered and fell away? Strike the shepherd, strike the, shepherd the sheep will scatter. That's how that works, folks. Think about it, INFJs. You're supposed to be the shepherd of our race, the shepherds of our race leading us forward. How can you do this? If you cannot get the losers out of your life, if you're so overly emotionally needy, you need to have standards. You need to have boundaries because those standards and boundaries will protect you from the social engineer who will take everything you have. If you're not careful, you'll get stuck in bad relationships for years and you'll become codependent and they will manipulate you and take you for everything you have. And you'll find yourself at 50 years old with absolutely nothing, poor health and not a dime in your pocket, abandoned in the ditch, worthless, with no hope. That's where you will be if you do not change. In summary, remember, if the inferior function gets what it wants, the hero is all in. If the parent function gets what it wants, the child is all in. Because remember, if the child is being taken care of, oh, you're so smart, the parent's gonna look the other way. That's a problem, folks. 
remember that just because someone INFJs is giving you recognition, someone says that they feel good about you, you might want to stand there and think a minute and be like, hmm, I don't know if he's really being legit. What did I actually do that he's so happy about? And is there a pattern of behavior? Don't just accept it one time from this ENFP social engineer. I feel good about you because you did this one thing for me. Maybe it should be like five things. Maybe they should be giving you recognition for many, many, many things over time and you see a pattern of behavior before you allow them to, before you allow yourself to accept their sympathy. That's what you should be doing, INFJs. That's what you should be doing. That's what you would want to do. And if you're verifying everything they say, you'll be able to separate the truth from the lies. That's what you're supposed to do with your fiery sword of truth, your double-edged sword, you know, that sword that comes out of your mouth. Your tongue is the fiery double-edged sword of truth with NI hero and TI child combined to create this double-edged sword that separates truth from the lies and is literally burning with the fire of NI. That's what it's supposed to be, folks. Use that sword of truth. Criticize people, light them on fire, burn the lies away. I'm only here before you now because an INFJ took time out of their day to improve me. And I am very thankful and I will be forever thankful to that person. If you found this episode useful, helpful, educational, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube. Leave a comment and a like while you're at it. Uh, also click the little bell thing for the alerts for new lectures to come out. If you'd like to be a uh, paid uh, contributor to the community, uh, please go to patreon.com forward slash csjoseph. You can gain access to private lectures if you get the gold tier, uh, which I highly recommend. Uh, we talk about a healthy relationship between the ENFP and the INFJ, which is season 14, episode eight, and that's being released uh, for our Patreon gold tier very soon. Uh, if you'd like to join us at our meetups, uh, go to uh, csjoseph.life forward slash social, click the meetup button, and you'll be able to sign up for our meetup group there as well. If you'd like to get involved in our Q&A sessions and get your questions answered, uh, go to that same link, uh, csjoseph.life forward slash social, and join our Discord server to get your questions answered. Um, folks, INFJs are really important, but they're so easily social engineered, and it's because they're just so, they're just these huge emotional and stable wrecks, like all of them are, and they allow people to take advantage of them, and they start believing immoral things are moral, and it's wrong, their belief system is completely wrong, and they need a proper belief system, and any ENFP social engineer or someone who's emulating ENFP can come up to that INFJ and cause their behavior to become self-destructive where that person can literally steal their very future away from them and the INFJ is left for nothing. INFJs, you need to go out of your way to put a stop to this. Verify everything, even your own beliefs. Verify, do not even believe your own beliefs. You have to verify everything. Verify, verify, verify. It's the only way to protect yourself. Otherwise, the flatterers of the ENFPs will take you and they will take everything you have, the clothes off your back and leave you for dead. You have to watch out, be careful, because if you don't, I guarantee you it's coming, if not already came. So anyway, with all that being said, folks, I hope you have a good evening. Yes, I was very critical of INFJs, but someone's gotta be out there willing to say it. INFJs are so important to me, and I cannot allow them to allow that God complex to come and consume them from the inside out, because if it does, our race is doomed because we cannot move forward as a race without them. They are the most important 
uh, and the most useful, the most necessary of all the types in order for us to move forward and to have a future as a race. Mark my words, it's been proven time and time again throughout history and it will remain so as long as we exist as a race. So, have a good night folks, see you later.